0: Welcome to the Disgruntled Sailor Podcast, a place where my scumbag friends and I talk shit, tell stories, and spread rumors. I hope you motherfuckers are ready because it's about to go down like motherfucking Kevin Hart. This entire ad is recorded with AI because we're fucking lazy, and this makes it funnier. We'd like to give a special shout-out to our sponsors. Georgia Beer Company, and Rowdy Sailors, because without you, none of this shit would be fucking possible. Remember, bitches, the views and opinions expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member or the views of the United States Coast Guard. The podcast does not have any association with or endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, and crack a cold beer. Unless you're underway, then next watch, motherfucker.
1: So fucking funny. Oh, what's up, everybody? (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of The Disgruntled Sailor, episode 82. Hopefully you can hear me this time. Can you hear me? Nope. I heard welcome to another
2: episode, and then I heard can you hear me?
1: Great. I don't I don't know what the fucking deal is, man. I don't know either. Can you hear me now?
2: Yeah, I can I heard that.
1: Okay, how about this?
2: Yeah, it's just delayed, but I can hear it.
1: I don't like that. I can hear the I can hear it when I talk. I can hear my own echo.
2: You can hear yourself?
1: I can hear myself. Stand by test.
2: Hmm wonder wonder why
1: I don't know It's not it's not loud it's very faint it's like an audiogram Okay I mean I have to like really listen for it
2: Fuck it I mean we're still recording right fucking now <laughs> We're having technological difficulties Well do you want
1: to go with it or not Yeah fuck it send it let's just keep going All right Hopefully we sound normal on the internet box and you can fix it later. Um yeah. So we'll see. It's episode 82. We've been gone a while. I was in rehab. Uh you know, like one does. I'm just kidding. I wasn't in rehab. We're just lazy and life happens. So, you got some coins and patches, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. You got some You said you got
1: some new ones too. I did get some new ones. You want me to do the ones I got you, first? Do you want to Yeah, go ahead. That delay is going to piss me off. (laughs) All right. So, first, one of our buddies, I think he sent you the same thing. Um, It's the Donald, Coast Guard Cutter Donald Horsley. And it's actually a pretty cool coin. So, it looks like a standard Coast Guard coin, but it's, you know, on the front, it's got US Coast Guard Cutter Donald Horsley, WPC 1117. Uh, It's got their like crest on it. But on the back, it's got all the rates, and then it's got all the ranks, and it's got a Cutterman's pin. And then on on the top, it says, all it says is raise hell. And from, I asked the guy, let me see if I can make sure I have the screenshot. Um, So I was like, hey, thanks. I got my shirt. It's rad. Thank you. I said, what's the meaning behind raise hell? I guess at his retirement ceremony, Master Chief Horsley recalled that he had, quote, raised more hell in 20-year period than most people do in a lifetime. So that's like the ship's motto is raise hell. That's rad And then I got a An acquaintance of mine In Florida Sent me this coin So he was In the Coast Guard for a while I think he's reserves now Uh, It's from the Largo Police Department It says passion, collaboration, creativity, and integrity Can you see this coin?
2: I mean it's super blurry
1: Hold on Fuck. How about now?
2: Your whole screen's blurry So I don't think it's gonna help Okay well
1: look the middle spins. Oh, it fucking spins? Yeah. So it's that's got like rad. a badge on one side, and then it's got like their patch on the other side, and it spins. And it's something I think we should try to do. It came in this fucking neat little tin.
2: Oh. Yeah. That's cool. And then
1: I also got a patch from – I ran into some Hitron guys, and so they're allowed to wear really cool stuff. They get to wear cry pants, Um, you know, the real expensive $400 mm-hmm. pants. And their patches are like really good P V C patches and they're like four inches tall. Uh I'll send it to you real quick so you can see it. Um hopefully it comes through fast. I should've done this earlier. But it says Hitron, it's like in the shape of like a arrowhead. It says US Coast Guard, Hitron, Jacksonville, Florida. It's got the dolphin lightning bolts Coast Guard ensign. Or I'm sorry, the Coast Guard Stripe. I texted to you. Did you get it yet? Uh Yeah, I did. And open it up. It's got an eagle with a go fast and crosshairs, and it's PVC, and it's like 3D. It's a thick ass. It's a thick boy. That's cool. Right? Yeah. And I feel like I'm missing one, but I think that's all I got.
2: All right, so the guy that sent me these two coins, he only sent one. I don't even think he's in the Coast Guard, but he's like an avid coin collector, and he sent me this coin from the Coast Guard Cutter Dolphin. Can you see that? Yeah.
1: Like the 87 Dolphin?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's a dolphin wearing fucking body armor, an LE belt, and he's holding a bag of money. <laughs>
1: like... That's pretty cool.
2: And then on the back, it just it says, like, where the, the ship's been stationed at. I don't know if you can see that with the sun coming through. But... No. I mean, I can kind of see it, but that's pretty cool. And then... Yeah, and then he also sent a Coast Guard Cutter Cushing coin from San Juan. So on one side it's just your typical like Coast Guard fucking shield, and then on the other side, I don't know if you can see that. It says Coast Guard Cutter Cushing, and then it has the ship with a fucking I don't know what kind of fish that is. Can, I, can you can you decipher what sort of fish that is?
1: The Cushing's a one ten, right? Yeah, WPB one three two one. That's a one ten
2: yeah and then a coin that i haven't showed you yet you might have seen it on instagram we got one from the co of station bellingham washington so yes so it's in the shape of the state all right and then on one side it says u.s coast guard guardians of the san juans what the fuck that's weird okay maybe it's the san juan islands i don't know man fuck (laughs) it not smart (laughs) I got real confused when I read that. <laughs> and then on the other side, it says U.S. Coast Guard Station, Bellingham, Washington. So there's the side there. It says Guardians of the San Juans. Yeah. And then on the other side, that's the coin. 45 with Advanced that, Boat Forces pin. Yeah. And then over here in the corner, it has a fucking. Bigfoot? Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the longer you look at the coin, like the more, like. Is shit that you like see. Mount St. the also? Background? Is that in Washington? Maybe. Uh, maybe. He, uh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, either St. Helens or Rainier, I, I don't know which one it is, but he also sent uh, some stickers nice with it, and then he also sent us a letter on, I guess he's got like, this fucking son, bro, he's got like official CO cardstock.
1: Do you know what his rank is? Is he a bosun? <laughs> it's a lieutenant. Ah. And it's
2: thick, like, can you hear this? Yeah,
1: it's chunky, chonky boy.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he wrote us a fucking note. Are you going to read it? I will, yeah. It says, it says, gents, I'm hoping the both of you are meritoriously advanced. That's the opening sentence. What a guy. <laughs> it says, I've been following since my land area boat forces days. He said he, he sent us a coin. He goes, now I am at Station Bellingham. Here's one for the collection. Keep it up, even though sometimes you're wrong. I've never been wrong and in then, my life. And then he signed it, and in parentheses it says, prior BM1. Oh, a BM-1 goes LT, CO of Small Boat Station. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then a buddy of mine sent me this coin. Uh, it's a Chief's Mess coin from the Calhoun, which is a winsel. Yeah.
1: So it's an anchor.
2: So on one side, it's an anchor, and then it says USCGC Calhoun. And then, and then it has, like, the ship's seal, I guess. And then on the other side, it says Chief's Mess, and it has a picture of Calhoun.
1: That is a coin.
2: But I think I think that's all the the new stuff that I've gotten lately. Yeah,
1: thanks everybody. I appreciate the sh- We haven't really appreciate the shit out of you guys sending us yeah, stuff.
2: Man. Yeah, I still, you know, I'm super surprised people send us shit, but I'm super thankful.
1: Yeah. Um you want to talk about t-shirts? <laughs> I wrote that down.
2: All right, what's what's next on the on the list?
1: Is there a delay again? Yeah. Ah, fuck. I wrote down t-shirts. I don't know why. Oh, there's a new uh, I
2: guess. It's like a new coasty-made like t-shirt company or clothing company, apparel company. Saw them on Instagram, and their name. Oh, what the fuck is their name? I sent you the picture. I thought I did. Uh, I should probably you know be more prepared for this. But I did all it is the work
1: except for the email. You did. You did that. I did everything else.
2: It's called uh, APC Apparel Company and it says APC is a search and rescue brand for all the brave men and women who grind every day to make sure the call is answered and it looks like they they just started they have fucking two instagram posts some that's where you got to start and they man. already have like yeah they got to start and they, they already have 91 followers like they're fucking doing real, real good for two posts yeah anyways brand new company they they reached out and they're they're sending you and i a shirt So we'll see see what it's like when you get here. I hope it's soft. Head over to Instagram, check them out. I I have no idea. I you didn't ask
1: yet, but no, yeah, all right. Merchandise, you said flag and koozies. Yeah, I'm kicking around some
2: idea designs for a new flag. I've had a couple people ask me if I have any more flags in stock, and I I don't. They're fucking. Also, I want to
1: do uh, the but I don't want to put out I want to do the like the same. Stuff. I want to do the operators a flag with the night vision goggles, or I really like that one. I like the night vision goggles one, so that was the
2: idea I was kicking around. And then it would just say, Fuck it, we ball. I'm in, <laughs>
1: make it. And then you wanted to talk about everyone complained about koozies, and yeah. uh, no one gave us any ideas. Yeah,
2: all, all you be. All you fat bitches out there were like, you're out of koozies, you're out of koozies, we need more koozies. And then I go, hey, who wants, you know, you guys want to try your hand at like listener design merch. The overwhelming response was yes. Okay, it was like 90 something percent yes. Out of like over a hundred fucking, I don't poll people that like responded to the poll. Only like one motherfucker sent in some designs. So you bitches are fucking failing, failing in that, that point. Like, if you want listener design merch, man, like, send me some fucking designs, dog. Yeah. Um, you got anything else for merch? No. I guess I got to work on a new koozie design, too, because, you know, I guess, I guess the listeners aren't going to do well, it. Well, pitter-patter.
1: Um, So, I had a funny interaction with Q the other day, and... Yeah? Yeah. So I have a life-altering thing coming up soon, so people have been sending me a lot of shit, and... Like, whatever shit shows up to the house, I have to, like, call, like, a couple people and talk to the old lady and be like, is this for us, or who's it for, what's going on? And I get this box from Walmart, and I call my mom, and I call my dad, and my wife didn't buy it, and so I open it up. It's a pair of Reebok sneakers in size, like, nine and a half or 10. And I'm like, I have no idea where these shoes came from, and they're real, like... They're kind of gay looking like, no offense, Q, but they're kind of gay. And I'm like, I have no idea what these shoes are like they're Reeboks. I don't I didn't know anything from Walmart. And I'm just like, all right. So I just put them on the floor and just leave them there. Right. You're not even a si- You're. That's not even your size. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, I guess I just have this random pair of shoes now. And I'm sitting on the couch and like four hours go by. And let me see if let me see if he, I don't remember if he texted me or if he called me. I think he. I think he, Did he accidentally mail mail them to you? Yeah, so he calls me. <laughs> he messaged me. He's like, hey, do you have time to talk? I was like, yeah. So he calls me. He's like, "The pair, a pair of shoes show up there? I go, yeah. I have a pair of shoes here. How'd you know? He goes, ah. Remember when I sent you that coin rack like a year and a half ago? Uh, well, I was trying to get this specific pair of Reebok workout shoes, and I guess I must not have ach- Walmart was the only place that had them in stock, so uh, I just hit buy. And they shipped to your house because that was the last place I had Walmart ship to. And he's like, I'm like, well, <laughs> do you want me to send them to you? He goes, no, like you could just keep them. I go, I wear a 14. He goes, well, give them your boy. And I go, my son wears an 11 and a half, almost 12. He goes, Jesus. I was like, so they're not going to do us <laughs> any good here. This is a house of Viking feet and not little dainty, like Connecticut feet.
2: Viking feet.
1: Yeah. And he's like. Well, all right, so I sat on him for, like, a week and a half because I'm lazy, and eventually I convinced my wife to go to the UPS store and mail him to him. I think he just got him, like, the other day, but then he tried to Venmo me for fucking, you know, to pay it back, and I told him to go fuck himself. Yeah, I told him to go fuck himself. It was just funny, just, like, out of the blue, like, you know, it's good to have friends, I guess.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna start sending random shit to your house that, like, doesn't fit you at all. (laughs)
1: Like, really nice Sitka hunting gear, but in a size small, and be like, ah, yeah, damn it. (laughs) Alright, you ready to get in some topics here? Yeah. Alright, what is up with all these fucking new pins? I am so pissed off, man. I am upset, okay, that more rates aren't
2: getting pins. Like, like one came out the other day for, what was it, like, Sieges?
1: Yep. Like those, those bitches don't even wear uniforms. 90% of them, like, why do they need a yeah, pin? Yeah, 90% of them are like, or I wouldn't say 90, like, half of them are fucking... Civilians. They're not even civilians. Yeah. yeah, like I okay,
2: like I get right, like if, if you want everybody to get a pin, like sure, cool. I get it. However, start with your workforce first. Oh, like the bulk yeah. of it. Like like the people who actually wear uniforms. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, I don't understand why Jag gets a pin before a lot of these other people get pins. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah, like like I'm I'm totally cool with Jag and Sieges just getting
2: pins. But like, give them to them last. Yeah, no shit. Like, give them to the enlisted people first, man. Like, like okay, there are some seers people who are enlisted, but like, Jag is pretty much all officers for the most yeah. part. And like, I've I've seen like a couple reservists who aren't officers, in Jag. But like, for the vast majority of those bitches ain't
1: enlisted. Yeah, no shit. Next thing you know, we're gonna get a musician's fucking pin. I, th- I think they already have. God one. damn it. Um, I mean. <laughs> So like the other one is the advanced coxswain pin, like you got to do five. You got to be. You got to do five years as a, pursuit, a coxswain. The pursuit coxswain. Which, you know, you do pursuit's not hard to get into, but like there's only so many pursuit cases you can do.
0: Uh-
1: Sorry, one second. You pretty much got to be like on a big white boat, right? To do pursuit. Yeah, uh, there there are some small boat stations that do it. Like I, South Padre I know Island. South Padre Island still does it. Uh, f- um... Isla used to do it. I don't know if they still do like Fort Myers beach used to do it. I don't know if they still do, but like you have to like, you know, like on the two, on the, uh, on the boat we were on, there's only so many boats mate like that are coxswains, let alone can get to pursuit school. They can come back and like do that. And then you got to do that like over two ships, you know, that's, it's harder to get than a cutterman pin. Like, so like that's a hard one to get. So like that one's cool. Like, yeah, man. It, yeah. Like I don't, I don't see a problem with a, a Pursuit
2: coxswain pin. Yeah. But they're just... I guess my, my big question is, like, what the fuck is taking so long? Like, I know for a fact, right, these pin designs and all this shit was already submitted mm-hmm. fucking forever yeah. ago.
1: Like, what what's, what's the holdup? I know people... I know... Personally, I know people that have submitted for a boarding officer pin have... Submitted for a law enforcement instructor pin, firearms instructor pin, um, independent duty CS, independent duty IH- IDH- IDHS. Um, and it's like these jobs have been around for fucking ever, and they're hard jobs. I've been in independent duty a lot, right? It's fucking shitty. And like you don't get any extra pay for BO. You don't get any extra pay for, B- for FAI. You don't get any extra pay for fucking being an IDHS. You do for CS, but fuck those nerds. They do get enough money.
2: Uh that actually uh you do get pay now for some of those that you said. Which one specifically they, they changed the special duty they they changed the special duty what is it, assignment pay thing oh, yeah. like last year or a year and a half ago, something like that. So some of those things do get extra pay now. I'm still mad. Still get get a fucking pin out there, man. Like if you want everybody to get a fucking pin and everybody to get a trophy, like give it to your fucking enlisted people.
1: Yeah. And like I think there was another MST pin that came out the other day the other day, it was like a year ago, but like, still, like, we already had to give them the fucking fish fork because they were mad they couldn't get anything else, like, you know, pins are supposed to be for accomplishments, you know, like, uh, I, I really don't like the MST pin because in order to advance above second, you have to get those qualifications, so like, like I'm not required to get a cutterman's pin to advance. I'm not required to get a boat forces pin. I'm not required to get a like bosun like I'm not required bosun mates have to get be a coxswain to advance, but they don't have to get a boat a pin to advance. Like the MST pig you have to fucking get those quals to advance. So like you just get it. It's irritating. Anyway. You want to talk about the new rate because that's what we needed. <laughs> the talent acquisition rating? What a fucking scam that's
2: going to be. Uh i'm not I'm actually not that mad at it like i I look at it differently than you look at it.
1: you want me to go I'm gonna go first all right so they're gonna it's you gotta be what e five to go that rate it's gonna be like the diver rate all right yeah, I think so. so a lot of rates are wide open a lot of rates have illegit- supplementalists right now so like I am glad they went, hey, you gotta be at least an e five and have some sort of experience right. You can make E5 in three years and a lot of rates right now. It's not that fucking hard, all right? The problem is the first five, six years of you going from regular Coast Guard to this talent acquisition rate, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I was on this boat or I was at this small boat station. I can attest to that. Once you get to, like, a higher level, like E6, E7, you know, and higher ups, you know, you're going to have no fucking clue what the Coast Guard does. You know, no fucking clue and you're going to be giving advice to people, and you're going to be out of the loop for 10-plus years giving people advice on what's going to happen. I have had so many people... I know the rate's not, like, all the way there yet, but, like, I've had people show up to my unit that were like, oh, my recruiter said this, and I was like, yeah, they fucking lied to you, bro. They're trying to get everybody in, you know? I just think it's a fucking... I think that is so absurd of a thing. I would... If you had laid 10 things you ever see the simpsons movie when he lays down like all these folders to the fucking big arnold schwarzenegger looking guy and he's like i was elected to lead not to read and like he's like pick one i feel like of all the things that like they could be like all right mr miami here's 10 crazy things the coast guard might do which one do you think they're gonna do next and i would i would never expect this to be a fucking thing ever ever see i view it as the cushiest job you're part of the problem because you are so part of the problem so, like, dude. Think, th- think about it,
2: right? Okay. Okay. Wait. You have to maintain quals at your current yeah. job. You have to stand duty at your current job. Okay? If you're a permanent recruiter, you don't stand overnight duty. Ever. Listen, here Okay, you don't have to maintain any quals. Ever.
1: What do you do? Show up to a fucking Friday night football game and hand out some pamphlets? Cool, bro. You are literally <laughs> like, you are part of the problem. You are part of the fucking problem. What? Like, the, that is... Get no, the fuck dude.
2: out of here, dude. It sounds so no, chill. No, dude.
1: Like, like, I know the Coast Guard... I talk shit about the Coast Guard a lot, and, like, I've kind of given up. But, like, you talking like that, especially where you are and where you're going shortly, and, like, the next couple, like, years... or the next, like, year and a half you's you is going to be pretty wild. You know, you saying, oh, I want the easiest job, that's the part of the fucking problem of the Coast Guard. Everybody wants the fucking easy thing. And, like, I know you've been on ships. You've been on two ships... You know, you're not a Cutterman. That's okay, though. You know, you going you going into that job going, I want the easy thing. I want to do the easiest. That perpetuates through the people you recruit. And then they show up to where I work. And then I get these people. You know, we call it the butt surgeon generation. And they're like, that's really hard. I don't want to do that. Like, hey, man, uh, can you stand two duty days a month? That's not fair. That's too many. I don't like it. Like, you're creating an atmosphere. Just to be clear, I, I'm not going... I don't want the listeners to think I'm going talent acquisition rating because that that's not fucking happening. No, I just I didn't know if you were I was alluding that you're gonna have a change of scenery here, and I didn't want to you know say what you're doing. I'm gonna let you do that, but I just think that's part of the problem in the Coast Guard. I'm super lazy too, but I'm also like gonna retire soon, and I think that like everyone's always thinking about the easiest thing, and I put a lot of effort in to like do shit. And I think it's the fucking wrong move. I'm not saying the people, I mean, if you think about it, though,
2: the vast majority of the current recruiters are going to be moved over to that rating. So it's already going to be pretty much the same people for the most part. Pieces of shit. Okay. Uh, but no offense to anyone. I mean, I mean, a little bit of offense. You yeah. <laughs> know, I mean, I don't, I've never been a recruiter. The only time I've went to a recruiting office is when I signed up. So, like, I don't know 100% of what you guys, or girls, or whatever you are, Skittles, you have to do every fucking day. But it sounds like it's pretty chill
1: already. I'm I'm assuming it's pretty chill, but, like, you know, I just people giving a... You know what I want to know? Why would I know that? I want to know
2: if they have quotas. Like, is it like, hey, you got you, like, you're the recruiter in charge, right? You have to make sure your shop gets... So many people a quarter. No.
1: You don't no. think so? You don't think it's you don't think they have quotas? I think there's a target goal, but I don't think they're required. I think it's just like speeding tickets. Like cops can't put a quote out, but there's an expectation of a certain amount, and it's like an unofficial, like, you better like, you know, try hiding,
2: you know. Do you do you think it unofficially affects
1: their marks? Probably. <laughs> I just I don't know. I know we have recruiters who listen. Uh, okay. I'm just saying call this motherfucker. Come on, come on come on a fucking episode. I just think people giving advice on things they don't know, you know, is absurd. You mean like, let's say a BM, right, trying to give explain what an AMT does? Yeah. Or is that what yeah? You're or a Yeoman trying to say what a corpsman does, or you know, a an SK trying to say what a Gunner's Mate does, or a fucking. So what you? So do you think? And it's not right, just in one recruiting office. It's, you should have every rate. No, no, that's that'd be impossible. We're too small. What I'm saying is like, you know, if you are a non-rate and you enlist, right? Unless you have guaranteed boot to A and orders to your first unit, you're probably going to a ship because there's a non-rate shortage, right? You know. So like, if you have someone that squeaked by and is giving advice to people, oh yeah, Coast Guard's great, dude. I ended up in Key West or you know, Los Angeles or New York or it's fucking great. And then they graduate boot camp, and they're like, you're going to a 270 in Portsmouth. Get fucking wrecked. And they're like, oh, God damn it! I didn't know this was going was gonna to happen. I just think there needs to be people that have gone through stuff, and, like, I'm just, I feel like I'm repeating myself. I just feel like I don't like, I've been seeing a lot of people come through who are just fucking, like, the smoothest brains. not a ridge in their brain, and all the information just slides right off. And they're just like, I was told this was going to happen. And I would go, no, that's not how it happens at all. I don't know where you got that, but, oh, well, I was told this. And then they have this fucking attitude. I just – I think the talent acquisition rate is fucking dumb, and I will die on that hill forever. Okay. Anyway, all right. What's, what's next? A2Ps. All right. So it looks like we have some sort of mass exodus of senior leadership, which we all saw coming. Um, you know, I – I, I was talking to one of the guys that works for me, so there's like, I would say there's about 50 or 60 E5 and below that I, or E6 and, be, and below that work, that I work with like on a daily, weekly basis. With the exception of a few that are going recruiting, special assignment, or within three years of retirement, not one of them is like, yeah, I'm re-enlisting. Everybody, everybody is getting out. Everybody. And every fucking E7 and above that I can find that's like not like an LT is like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out, bro. Fuck this. It's just, I think there's just a mass exodus right
2: now. So I was at one point when I started seeing all these A2Ps and critical fills, primarily for E7 and above. I started like keeping a tally, like which rate, like how many for each different rate, you know? And I quit counting once I got close to, when I got like 20 or more. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I was talking to my chief about it the other day, and he brought up a good point, actually. He said, uh, well, we had like a mass influx after 9-11. And I was like, yep, that's fair. He goes, we also had a little bit of an influx after the movie The Guardian came out. And I was like, that's fair too. And he goes, all those people are now retirement eligible. Mm -hmm. He's like, so it was bound to happen. He's like, unless we get like another significant event where we can... Where, like, people feel compelled to, like, fucking sign up. Like, all those people, you can't keep them forever. And I was like, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. And, like, all I saw was all these motherfuckers dipping. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, like, and you think it like, you know, this is like when I talk about, like, I call it the butt sir generation, you know, when it comes to duty or, you know, whatever. Like, required to get this qual. And they're like, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't seem fair. You know, it's the butster generation. You have, just, just where I work on a daily basis, there's 60 people that are, like, fed up with whatever, whether it's validated concerns or not validated concerns, whether they're being a bitch or whether, like, yeah, they have a shitty hand. Everybody they talk to is getting a bad portrayal of the Coast Guard. Yeah, dude, it fucking sucks. The pay sucks. BH sucks. The command sucks. This sucks. This sucks. And they're like, yeah, dude, I'm not doing that. Like, I remember being, like, from, like, E2 to, like, You know, until like a year, well, probably four years ago, like, yeah, dude, it's fucking great. You know, you never go overseas unless you want to. You're always by the beach, good BH, you know, like I was always like, yeah, dude, if you're going to join something, join the Coast Guard, go for it. And now all of those people, like just where I'm at, those 60 people probably talk to 10 people a year about the Coast Guard. You know, so now we're at 600 people that are like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. It's a fucking scam. And then you have that all over the country You know, we're getting painted as like a bunch of fucking retards, you know. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know how the
2: outside world views the Coast Guard, but I would say it's it's probably not great, especially with like all the stuff that's been going on, like in Congress and lately, you know, with all the different, oh fuck, what was that thing called? But the thing of the academy, fuck, what was it called? I don't know. Uh, it was like that big, like. The sexual
1: assault one? or It was, like, about sex. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Where like, where I, I the the commandant was, was like... like, taking people back to his house or whatever? Is that the one you're talking about? No, that is not what... <laughs> not the commandant. The commandant <laughs> of the school. The, the head of the school is called the commandant of the school, not the actual commandant.
2: It, it was, like... It was basically, like, people... There was all these allegations brought up and no action was taken or something like that. Something. It was a couple thing. years ago. Oh, it was, like, yeah, Operation, like, Fat yeah. Anchor. That's what yeah. it was called. But it was... But it was recent
1: in in the in the media and everything. Yeah, but I don't know. I looked at the cuts. Um, excuse me. I looked at the cuts. Every rate went deep for E six and E seven. For my rate, it's the deepest I have ever seen since I've. Been Our in. rate went real deep, like real deep. So I mean, uh, I as soon as the eligibility list came out, you know, secret time, I took I saw where I was and I was like ah. Nah, I'm going to end up on a ship. Don't want to do that. Took my name off the eligibility list the day it came out. And I was above the cut for chief. And I was – I wasn't high up there, but I wasn't all the way at the back. And the people that I know in my rate that were, uh, you know, above the cut, that, you know, were boot – going to be boot chiefs, D-Taylor pretty much said, pick a Whitehall and let me know which one you want to go to. And, like, I fucking knew it. Fucking knew it. And it's just not worth it to me anymore. So – Anyway, uh, shit, there's a piece of paper I need. Hold on. Okay. All right. So, next one. So, I've been trying to get Clay to do this with me for a while, but I think I might try to get my neighbor to do it with me. So, every year, in case you didn't know, the Coast Guard does the annual Coast Guard military team bass tournament. And yep, uh, it, was, it was near me a couple years ago. So, everyone's invited, blah, 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 blah. It's out of Kissimmee Chain of Lakes, out of Camp Max River Resort, uh, March 2020 11 through 15 March. Practice days are 11 12 March, tournament days can be held on the 13, 14, and 15 March. Uh, it's it's two-person team sport open to all active duty reserve or retired military and Coast Guard civilian personnel. Registration's on Tuesday, March 12th from 1500 to 1600. It's 230 per team. Caught you have to pay for your own lodging, blah blah blah, but blah, blah. I think it'd be cool to do a fucking military bass fishing trip. Like, like, I'm sure that it doesn't say in in the message, but there's got to be fucking prizes, right? Yeah, there has to be. Like, I know it's not as prestigious as the sniper competition, but like, it's something I can do. Is it just, is this one Coast Guard only though? Uh, it's, hold on. So it's the Coast Guard bass tournament, but it's open to all military branches, active and reserve.
2: Mm, yeah. There's gotta be some sort of prize. Whether it's money,
1: I mean if a trophy if it's two hundred some dollars an entry or something I mean, I'll spend two hundred and fifty bucks for like <laughs> like I'll never be invited to a sniper competition, mostly because I'm not a sniper of any kind. Um but like I think it'd be cool to go out there and just like maybe I have just a fucking killer day, you know, and just crush it for some reason. It'd be
2: pretty rad. I,
1: but if you're like, I wouldn't mind. If you're everyone, within I. driving distance of Kissimmee or a Kissimmee, however you pronounce it in Florida, uh, and you got any sort of floating apparatus, fucking get out there and represent. Yeah. What's the requirement? Does do you do have to have a boat? Can you just float out there in an inner tube? Like, let's see here. Could you imagine? R- Safety and rules meeting will be held immediately following registration. Uh, you can reach out to Richard Bates. Email USCG Team Bass gmail.com for copies of the official rules um they got some rooms blocked off at a hotel but you got to pay for it yourself uh admin absence for this inter-service sporting event may be authorized so you can get no cost leave uh it's not affiliated with mwr wouldn't it be hilarious if if like we did this and we just sponsored a boat
2: we rented like a a fucking pontoon boat and just threw a party
1: (laughs) (laughs) And just happened to have like a bobber with a nightcrawler on the back off the back yeah, like we're
2: not fishing at all. Just partying. We just we just have lines in the water. Yeah, we're just having a fucking
1: great Bro, time. Bro, if you fly to where I am and we drive there, I have a friend with a bass boat, and we will just go throw a fucking party. Just get hammer drunk. <laughs> Show up with like a sunfish and a bluegill. And be like, that's not a bass. Just like wreck it. We'll write bass on it in like like a, yeah, Sharpie like a something. gold paint pen, <laughs> or like you remember. <laughs> What was it, uh, movie was it where he's like, the pitcher, he's like, that's a t-, like a 30-year-old man. He's got the note that says, I am 12. You know, just be like, yeah. a $20 bill that just says, this is a bass. We'll just, the official weigh-in, the official weigh-in,
2: we'll just go up there. You know, like, you ever watch the Bassmasters and they have like their fish in a bag? Yeah. Right? But we'll just, we'll put beer cans in our bags. And They'll just be empties <laughs> and we'll write bass <laughs> on them
1: and we'll just hold them up at the end <laughs> to like the crowd. <laughs> Bro, you should come now we'll do it. Um. Yeah. Look into it if you want to do that. Next, the Navy's having a hard time right now. Um, a lot of changes over there. So now, as VAB, you only need to get a ten to get in, which is like absurd. You don't have to have a GED or a diploma. Uh, you're allowed to have. You're allowed to line up your beard. You're allowed to have neck and hand tattoos. Did you see the new regulation that came out where Navy's allowed to put their hands in their pockets? Yes. Crazy. Uh so
2: just so you know like we think a 10 is wild right because like when I came in like my recruiter was like hey you need at least a 75 or higher before before we'll take same. you same and i was like even though right the minimum requirement for the coast guard was whatever yeah okay during the time i enlisted my recruiting officer was like hey we're only taking people right now who score this or higher okay but the minimum requirement for entry into military service is a 10 yeah so it's what 250 questions, right? 200 I think there's like two versions of the test now like the, the traditional oh, version's like Google 245 it. I think oh, and like the the abbreviated version is like 100 and something. But I looked it up yesterday I think. There's 200 and, Basically listen, there's 225 questions on the ASVAB. Basically each question boils down to one point. So you only need to answer 10 of them correctly. Out uh, of two twenty-five. Before the navy will take you now. A, like yeah, and like there was there was questions on my test that had like pictures, and it was like a picture of a hammer, a screwdriver, yeah. you know, a drill, and it was like which one of these is a hammer? Dude, I and, I've like, always
1: made the joke that like that was on mine. You've seen *Idiocracy*, right? He's like, if you have a bucket that holds three gallons and a bucket that holds five gallons, how many buckets do you have? It was like, haha, that's what the Azovs like. Now it's not funny anymore. That's not a funny joke anymore because, like, I'm getting people that are showing up that are like, you know, hey man, why were you late? My Uber was late, and I go, what do you mean your Uber was late? I don't have a car or a driver's license. Why not? It's hard. I failed the test. Like, are you kidding me? Get a get a car. I can't pass the driver's test. And then like, then it trickles down into. I don't have any money for rent because I spent all my money on Ubers to get the work. Like, why are you doing that? And it's just, it's a trickle down effect. They're going to let all these fucking smooth brain window lickers in and it's just going to ruin, like, the Navy's not doing great to begin with. But like, now they're going to let some real winners in. I mean, like,
2: I don't know what, I mean, I'm still sure that there's got to be a requirement, right, for different types of ratings in the Navy. Like you need a minimum of this, and from these categories to do this job. Well, like that was always so, the like, thing. I wonder what those people are going to be doing. That was the
1: thing. So, like, I've met a couple non-rates that were like, uh, they're like, "Why well, didn't make enough? I didn't get high enough on the ASVAB, so like, I'm not allowed to be a petty officer yet. But I could just do four years as a non-rate. The Navy doesn't have non-rates, Gee. correct? So, Like, you can't but, just do f- I- if you don't get the minimum score for a rate. How can you even be in the Navy? So somebody was telling me the
2: other day that there is a a rate in the Navy that's basically like a seaman for us. It's called like deck seaman, I think, and that's a their rate. Could you imagine that being your job forever? There's no the way. There's seamen. there's no way they have no, an okay. E nine deck seaman. I'm not saying they have an E nine deck seaman. What I'm saying is, I was let's Google it. I'll fucking Google it right now. The Navy's absurd, man. I mean, they they have they specialize in a bunch of shit, whereas we don't. So yeah,
1: but like. I think in the Navy you have, like, there's, like, nuke techs and, like, missile guys and, like, big gun guys and, like, SEALs and, like, swick stuff, like, top end. And then you got, like, some of the dumbest humans I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: I'm looking at Navy enlisted
1: ratings. Dude, there's so many Navy fucking ratings, bro. It's going to take you forever. That's not worth it. Let's go to the next thing. Uh, One one that I did find said deck semen allows you to be up, up until an E3.
2: So after that, you have to got to figure out what else you are going to do. So
1: you can do four years as an E three and fuck off and you get your C- your GI bill and shit. Yep. All right. All right. Let's move on. Okay. All right. So and do a little history. You know, because we like to do that. Well, I like to do it. All right. You ever heard of Charles Carpenter? Not not sounding too familiar. Yeah, I didn't. I've never heard of him either. So he was a high school teacher, high school history teacher when World War Two fucking went down. And uh he enlisted or got drafted, I can't remember, and he was he was a pilot. Put your phone down. You gotta listen. I, I am listening. Well when you're not looking at me, you don't look like you're engaged, and it makes me feel like you're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. This the reason I like this story is because it sounds like something an enlisted person would do. All right. Okay. So well- Continue. I'm listening. He uh, he was a pilot, and he was he flew the uh, the L four Grasshopper, right? Which is which is okay. like a Piper Cub, like do you know what you know that little tiny single engine wings above the cockpit, you know, kind of airplane. Okay, and it was used just for spotting and reconnaissance. Had no guns. Insanely slow, like eighty five miles an hour. Very very fucking slow for an airplane. I know you are still looking at your phone. I know, just because you hide your phone doesn't mean I can't see. You're looking at your phone.
2: I don't even – I don't have my phone in my hand.
1: Then what's in your hand? I heard you put your phone down. <laughs> 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 All right. So at the time, the, uh, the infantry was using the shoulder-fired bazooka. So what Charles Carpenter did, uh, he was like, hey – as the war progressed, their Germans added more and more armor to the front, back, and sides of their, their tanks. But what they didn't do is armor the top, because who bazookas from the air? Nobody. So what he did is he went and tactically acquired six bazookas, put three on each of his wings, and then rigged it so he could shoot the bazookas from inside the cockpit. So by October of 1944, he had destroyed... Five German tanks and one armored car with his bazooka. He had made such a disruption that, um, I mean, these were, uh, these were so fucking slow. The term saunter up to a tank was used. Like it's like, like super slow. Like what the fuck is that guy doing? He had to like saunter up to these fucking German tanks and he shot so many of these fucking tanks the Germans started shooting at every single Piper Cup. They used to stop. they never shot at him before because they were reconnaissance aircraft. So they did not really give a shit. They don't want to waste their ordnance, give away their position, blah, blah, blah. They started shooting at him and they went, his CEO went to him was like, Hey, they're shooting down like a bunch of these fucking reconnaissance airplanes. And he is say, he's quoted as saying, quote, the bazookas must be bothering them a bit. <laughs> so like <laughs> this dude, just like, I'm just going to like, Give me some bazookas. Like, imagine you go to supply where you work and be like, hey, give me six bazookas. Uh, Why do you want them? I'm going to strap in my plane and blow up some tanks. All right, here you go. And just get him just like, I'm just. So, like, I saw the picture. Like, if you Google the picture, they're aimed up. Like, because the wings are like, like, you know, they're not flat. They're a little up, like on a regular airplane.
2: I want to Google it right now. Google
1: it. Charles Carpenter Airplane. So I'm guessing he had the dive bomb at these because they're they're yeah, fire and dude, forget there's no way he had the dive bomb Okay, so
2: that I was gonna ask uh, cuz like, you know Like the fucking force comes out of the back Yeah, you know, what I'm saying like all the all the shit So I was like I was trying to envision in my head and I was like did he strap him to like the back of his wings or the Front of his wings just like angled
1: down Not, They're but, pointed but, up. He had to die He had bomb. the dive bomb and then fire yeah. and then pull away. It's crazy. It's crazy what we used to do You know Speaking of like
2: crazy things in history, do you know who Lonnie Johnson is? Mm, I feel like I've heard the name. I bet I know the story so Lonnie once Johnson, I hear it. Yeah. So Lonnie Johnson. Uh, that's what I was looking up on my phone, by the way. Oh, I heard that. Good. Uh, Lonnie Johnson. Um, he, he used to be in the Air Force, okay? And then uh, he was an aerospace engineer, and then he went on to work at NASA for 12 years, okay? He, um, was trying to help his kid with like a science project for school, like a science for a project. And he accidentally invented the super soaker. Actually, I did know that there was a Netflix show about like toys. Yeah. And then, right. So he started doing super soaker full time. He's like, fuck off NASA. I'm out here squirting bitches now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and then he was like, what else can I build? And he was like, I want something that fires a projectile. A motherfucker invented Nerf
1: guns. I think we talked about this. Same dude. Did I we? I think we talked about that. I think I, think I, I think I brought this up many moons ago. You
2: know, it's crazy, right? So, like, my daughter is nine. And this month is Black History Month because it's February. And they're doing, like, Black History Month stuff in school, right? And so she's like, hey, our teacher gave us a list of people that, you know, we can do, like, a report on. And I was like, all right, cool. Who's on your list? And she started reading off names. And I go, Have you ever heard of Lonnie Johnson? And she was like, Yeah, he invented the super soaker. And he also
1: invented Nerf guns. I was like, Damn, how you know about Lonnie Johnson? Finally teaches some good shit in school. Do you know what Nerf stands for? Uh no. No. Non expanding reforming foam. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Well. Wow. Anyway, you ready to talk about our namesake this year, this episode, whatever? This year? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it technically, it's, it's first the first episode of the year. year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, this episode, we're talking about Coast Guard Cutter Richard Snyder, WPC-1127. Um, excuse me. So, I'm going to read you his award. There's not a lot on this guy. Uh, did put some research in. I'm not like you actually tried. Uh, but... so. Fuck you. Yeah, you would want to fuck me. Uh, so he got the Silver Star, order for actions during World War II. Uh, he was a BM1 at the time. The President of the United States takes pleasure in presenting the Silver Star to boasts first class Richard T. Snyder, United States Coast Guard for Gallantry and action in the amphibious attack on Bayek Island, Skoton Group, Dutch New Guinea on 24, uh, 27 May 1944. When the members of the party landed and were subject to severe hand grenade fire from the Japanese troops in two caves in the cliff near the beach, both made First Class Snyder procured hand grenades, returned to the cliff area, and eliminated enemy resistance, killing the four Japanese hidden in the caves. By his initiative and resourcefulness, fighting qualities under fire, he defeated the enemy resistance and made the possible, made possible the expedit- expeditious landing of vital material without casualty. So, um, if you look at, there's another page. Uh, so they, the caves were camouflaged because, you know, if you've ever seen any of the World War Two movies with the Japanese, they like they would let the people land. It wasn't like Germany or France when they went against the Germans. Like they're like, that's a fucking concrete pillbox. They're in there. They would they would hide themselves. Uh, so he went and procured a weapon, hand grenades, tossed the grenades in the caves, killed the guys resourcefulness. He ended up retiring as chief. He got the Silver Star Good Conduct Medal, American Campaign Medal, Asiatic Pacific Campaign Medal with a Silver Star, and a Bronze Star World War II Victory Model and the Philippine Liberation Medal during his Coast Guard career. Separated from service as Chief Petty Officer, 13 September 1945. So, like, you got a Bosa mate whose primary job is painting boats and, you know, driving boats. Driving boats. Well, they paint them too, dickhead. And he's like, I'm going to go get some grenades. I'm going to go blow up some Japanese. And he did. He rose to the occasion. So, you know, I wonder, like, when was the last time a coastie
2: got like a big, like, medal, like, like silver stars, you know, stuff like that? Nate Brockenthal. Like it. That's probably yeah. That's probably the last one, right? Yep.
1: We don't do a lot. <laughs> we don't do a lot. <laughs> you got any last calls? I do. I have a
2: couple. Okay. All right. So you know you, I'm sure you, as well as I would hope, all of our listeners are familiar with Sonic the Hedgehog. No, this
1: is this is on mine. Are you about to do Land Before? T- this is on. Are yours? you about to do Land Before Time? No. Okay. Do you know Sonic the Hedgehog's full name? Sonic Clarence Rutherford Archimedes Longfellow the Hog. Close. <laughs> Ogilvy Maurice Hedgehog. Ogilvy Maurice? Yep. All right, so since you brought up Sonic the Hedgehog, (laughs) do you remember when the Sonic the Hedgehog movie came out recently and the internet lost its shit and bullied the movie company into changing its design? Do you remember that? I think so. Like, there was an extreme backlash on, like, how he was to be designed, and they they're like, fine, we got it, and they made a new one. I need everybody, like, I need you to go look up the new Land Before Time movie. Land Before Time was my favorite movie of all time. It's about some dinosaurs doing some fucking heroic shit, uh, crying for every single time. I literally watched that movie so many th- You can call Sandy and ask her. I watched that movie so many times, I burned up a VCR, okay? They had to buy a new VCR and get me a new Land Before Time tape. I need everyone to go look up the new Land Before Time and then email the production company and say, if you do that, we're going to start World War II, Civil War Two, Electric Boogaloo. Okay, I
2: got to google it right now
1: cuz it's not I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like change and I'm not going to accept it.
2: Like is it is it coming? When is it? All when I google it, it just pulls up like the old movie. No. So there's you, there's a
1: new on? one coming out. You know the guy that does mandatory morale? He yeah. talks about it on his page. What what is your quarrel with it? I don't like, like it with how the characters yeah. look. It's not, they look too cartoonish. It needs to look like Oh, they—they they look way cart. They look like clay. Yeah, animations. I don't like it. It's bad. It's bad, and it hurts me deep down. There's only like a couple things I care about. Like I like beer. Uh, I guess my family's in there, and *Land Before Time*. Like, like fucking *Littlefoot*. is not even the same color. Yeah, it's bullshit, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. like it. Write your congressman. I'm mad. All right. Can I? Continue yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. Those? Okay. So you
2: know McDonald's, right? They own more like real estate than the Catholic Church. Like, there's fucking everywhere. Yeah. You know, there's one continent that McDonald's is not on. Antarctica. Antarctica. You are correct. I'm very smart. All right, this one I hope you know because you, I don't know. If I'll say you're from Ohio, but you lived in Ohio for a significant four years. It's not a significant
1: right? year, amount. It was four years. That's significant that's enough. Anyway, that's still a hope PCS. You know. Do Do you know what Ohio party plates are? Are you talking about for a wedding or for a birthday? Because they're different. I'm not talking about them in regards to any of that. So I don't know what a party plate is, but there are things in Ohio like like when we got married because my wife's from Ohio, we had to have a cookie table at our wedding. I've never heard of that before. Like There's just a table for just people to bring cookies that they make and put on the table. So elaborate. All right, an Ohio party
2: plate is a license plate that the state of Ohio gives out to
1: people who are convicted DUI. of DUI. I did know that. Yeah, it's a different color. Ohio, Ohio
2: party plates aren't their actual yeah. name. That's just what people refer to them as. But they are yellow in color. Yeah. So like, if you are in Ohio oh. or you see somebody with a yellow license plate,
1: you know they fucked up. Yeah, it's bright yellow and they're usually only a couple letters long. And it's really easy to distinguish. I did know that. That was my bad. Uh, all right, my last one.
2: So, a long, long time ago beavers, right? You're familiar with what a beaver looks like. I'm very like. Oh, familiar with beavers. Okay. A long time ago, they were like fucking five uh, feet tall. They used to be the size of bears. Yeah. They weighed roughly 200 pounds and were about the size of modern black bears
1: and stood about five Imagine feet Imagine the tall. caster glands on those fucking things.
2: So, it did say, though, that they're, they don't, they didn't have like the paddle tail. Back then it was more like a rat mm-hmm. tail. But still, could you imagine, bro? The trees that bitch could cut down. You ever eaten beaver? Because it still had, it still had like the big long teeth Yo. and like super powerful
1: jaws. Those castor glands must have been fucking expensive. You know, there's yeah, a. I, you know what a castor gland is? Uh, yeah, beavers have them. Good job. It's where castor oil is made from. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know how like some dogs you have to like. Milk, quote, milk their glands so they don't like get all weird and shit. Uh, Beaver, no, yeah, they. You've never had to. Dogs have glands in their butthole. No, (laughs) your boy ain't doing that. So, um, castor glands on a beaver they used to be used to make perfume. So between cat, oh yeah, I didn't know that. So castor glands are like. The pelt was made for using, making, like, top hats. That was its primary use. And then the cla- castor glands were used for making perfumes, along with ambergris, which is, like, petrified whale vomit. Yeah. And so, like, they're worth, like, literally more than their weight in gold. So, like, if you had, like, a five-foot-tall fucking beaver, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah, I know. Like, ambergris is, like, super expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's not as expensive as—do you know what the most expensive liquid on the world is?
2: No nope. guess Give me Give me three selections And I will pick from
1: the three Um, Let's see here Um, Most expensive liquid Shit I don't know how to do it without giving it away Hold on Hold on So oh, Most expensive liquids I don't fucking know I... Okay just tell me that Scorpion Venom I would have
2: not even put that in the category of liquid. It's a liquid, though. (laughs) I'd have been like Mountain
1: Dew, (laughs) Bud Light, like water, like a gallon of scorpion venom's like a couple million bucks.
2: You know, I wonder how many scorpions it takes to get a gallon. They they
1: actually have scorpion farms in like Arizona, New Mexico, where they milk scorpions daily. Speaking of venom, I think I'm gonna say speaking of uh, milking. You know,
2: there's a guy. Oh, you know, there's a guy who's been injecting himself with like snake venom. For like years, you yeah, had to build up a tolerance to try and build up like immunity to it. I do that. Yeah, build up. A tolerance. I do that. So apparently, I do
1: that with small bullets. I shoot myself with small bullets all the time to build up a tolerance to big bullets.
2: So apparently, it's been working. So traditionally, uh, anti venom was used. They used like horse blood to make anti venom, uh, but like something stupid like over fifty percent anti venom is rejected because the human body and horse blood don't fucking get along. So now this person is in, like, clinical trials of them, like, taking his blood and trying to make antivenom out of it.
1: Hmm. That's crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: So, um. You your phone got the game? All right. Here's my wife. So let's talk about soda. You're done, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So you ever had Fanta? Yeah. Do you know where it's from? I bet you Dude, I think a I've million dollars a you're not going to fucking guess where Fanta's from. Like like what do you mean where it's from Where was Fanta like, it, a country a, a state? country. What country was Fanta uh, invented?
2: Uh it's like it's it's like fucking like Switzerland or, or fucking something like that.
1: I'm surprised you were pretty close. So
2: Yeah. I think I saw this the other day. That's so other
1: I know. in World War II, uh the head of Coca Cola production in Germany, Max Keith, uh realized they weren't getting any of the shit from america anymore so he's like we gotta we gotta make some money somehow so like uh, we can't get cocaine anymore from america so like you know how are we gonna sell this shit so they're like figure out take whatever we have and make your own soda and they're like we found this soda here we made this soda and they're like he's like great sounds good sell it and they go what do you yeah because doesn't phantom mean cola in german or something close like that. so he said they said what do you want to call it and he goes use your imagination Imagination literally translates translates to fantasy. Fanta, it's like F-A-N-T-A-S-I-E, which is literally the translation from imagination, and then they shorten it to Fanta. Fanta is a Nazi beverage.
2: I mean, Orange Fanta is still pretty good.
1: So you align all your personal values with the Nazis? Is
2: that what you're saying? No, but like fucking Adolf Hitler is you know, he fucking helped design the Volkswagen Beetle. Do you notice in the, you know what I mean? in the like, Did
1: you notice in the fucking Super Bowl commercial with Volkswagen they didn't have anything from the thirties to the forties? They didn't have anything from where? The nineteen thirties to the nineteen forties, you know, when they were mass genociding people based on their religion. <laughs> I didn't I don't think I saw that commercial. Anyway. So, next one. The military salute. Right? You know, we all do it. Okay. It's a sanctioned, -sanctioned state-sanctioned gang sign. Why why state-sanctioned? Because the government says you shall salute this way.
2: Okay. What about, you know, when we're not in the United States,
1: you still salute? It's a different state that sanctions that salute. So, like, the French and British salute with their palm out. That's their sanctioned gang sign. So, like, you have the U.S. military doing this. You got the Bloods doing this. You got the Crips doing this, you know. No, I—
2: I understand what you're saying. What I'm trying to say is, right, you said the state sanctioned it.
1: Which fucking state? The state of America. When you're talking about certain, like, policies and stuff. Okay, you're talking about all the states. Yeah. The U.S. government. State sanctioned, which means it's federally authorized. All right. You ever heard the of the alligator fuck house?
2: <laughs> no, but I'm about to.
1: So the alligator fuckhouse is a daring sexual maneuver. Mid coitus, one person bites the neck of the other, locks their arms and legs down, and goes into a death roll, all while maintaining insertion, like downshifting a car, like an alligator. Hence the term alligator fuckhouse. (laughs)
2: Jesus.
1: (laughs) All right. So, last one. So Santa Claus, right? Santa. Santa Claus. Claus. How many? What? What two lists does he have? What What what? two lists does he have of names?
2: The nice list and the naughty list. So there's no in
1: between. There's no like, I made a mistake and I can repent. There's no, I was good, now I'm bad. It's just naughty or nice, right? Yep. So that is an absolute. You are either naughty or you are nice, correct? For the year, yes. Okay. Who else deals in absolutes? Continue. Siths only deal in absolutes. Therefore, Santa Claus is a Sith Lord. <laughs> I mean, it's plausible. I mean, if if a, However, if a plus B equals C, therefore, Santa's Sith Lord.
2: I mean, like, you don't see Santa Claus out here fucking murdering bitches. We just don't though. have
1: any proof. Nora tracks him. They gotta be able to know. <laughs> Siths only deal in absolutes. If Santa only deals in yes or no, that's an absolute. Santa is a Sith Lord. That's all there is to it. Okay. Well, that's all I got. All right.
2: Well, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.